We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. God called you to walk with people. He called us to help you. Join us for a conversation at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. Each week, our goal is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with more confidence in caring for the people you walk with. Welcome to the Walking With Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Bruno, and today is a really special episode. We are in the midst of unprecedented times with COVID-19, and ministry leaders, Chris and I know how much you're holding. We know how much you are carrying. You are being asked right now to, to play so many different roles for your people, and we wonder if you have humanized yourself. Have you attended to yourself as you walk with those that you love and care for? Well, today's episode is intended to help you do just that. Heather Stringer uh, was at school with my husband in Seattle, and she is also a, a therapist, a mental health therapist in Seattle. And she is going to lead us through a practice um, that will be incredibly ministering to you. But this is not the kind of a show where you're going to be doing the dishes while you're listening or um, walking around outside while you're doing this. This is a pull away into a quiet space. Um, give yourself uh, some time to just be still and to follow along. And if you really want to be prepared um, to enter right into what, what she's going to lead us through, I want to ask you to go grab some oil and grab some dirt. And Heather will explain a little bit more about what she means by that. But if you want to just be ready to enter right in, go and do those two things as well. Pause this and come back and be ready to be incredibly ministered to by Heather Stringer today. Well, Heather, welcome to the Walking With Podcast. You are our the first guest that we have had on this show because usually it's just Chris and I going back and forth. Um, so I'm delighted that you are here and I'm really thrilled with what you're going to offer us today. And I think it's so timely and going to be so valuable to our audience. So thank you just from the beginning. Yeah. Can you start off and just share a little bit about where you are right now and kind of your, a little bit about your work and um, give us some context for what this show is going to be about? Sure, definitely. Thanks so much for having me, Beth. So I am a mental health therapist in Washington, and I also have a, a degree in art. So I do a lot of um, creating uh, prints, but then also performance art, which is a form of, of your body becomes the canvas that you create the expression on. And so it's non-theatrical, um, but it's this invitation to let yourself undergo something. Um, and then I also make rituals for people who are either stuck or there's a big change happening that they're uncertain as to how to market and honor it. Uh, and so that's become more of kind of the, the place that I find a lot of life is being able to come in both as an artist and as a therapist um, and, and walking through people 
walking with people through um, this this season that is um, either dramatically changed or needs change. And so whether it's um, a person who's had trauma around giving birth um, and they're pregnant again and they need to be able to figure out like, how do I come back to my body? How do I mark what happened to me so that I don't recreate that trauma? Um, and then it can be as, as simple as like a birthday where people don't want just a normal birthday party, but they want something that has more intentionality, more meaning um, so that they can, you know, remember what they've, what they've done and, and where they're at, where they're at in life. And so um, rituals are, you know, they, they are this place where I think they give us a signpost in our timeline of like this happened to me and, and whether it's grief stricken or celebratory, but it's, it's something of this happened to me. It matters. And here's how I want to remember it versus I think going through our lives where either we just move around it or we forget about it. Um, or we, you know, it lies in our body somewhere, but, um, but as a weight versus something that we get to move through and, and release. And so, um, that's something that I want to offer, uh, your leaders, um, and, and a way of helping, helping them, uh, move through this time where there is a lot of futility in leading. There is a lot of, of, I think, weight over what we're having to witness and, and the lives around us and not being able to do a whole lot about it. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of grief, I think at this point for all of us, like, I think, for me, even just thinking through, like, I've never, I've never been so close to grief and gratitude, where it's like the things I'm so grateful for, like family and breath in my lungs and um, fresh air, being able to like really see a tree maybe for the first time in all of this. But there's something of that, that the kissing of grief and gratitude that I just have been so close to, to tears that are, um, I think, marking this time for me. So um, I want to be able to bring some some of that to um, to your leaders and 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 help them maybe give expression to what is being so overly contained in their bodies right now as they're trying to figure out what's next. What do I need to do? How do I care? How do I, mm-hmm. you know, be leading in the midst of this? And yet we're all kind of suffering in some ways. So we're all human, and yet all- ministry mm-hmm. leaders are are really being asked to be superhuman right now and hold so much um, kind of like therapists on steroids, right? Just entire congregations, entire campus ministries, and just the emotional ramification for all of those people they love and care so deeply about. And I think it's starting to catch up with them now that we're several weeks in, mostly across the country. And um, I know that they're feeling thin and stretched and vulnerable and maybe fragile and the tears might be very close to the surface for them. And so I really am so excited um, about what you're going to share with us. I think because our audience is primarily probably an evangelical crowd or background, ritual might not be something that's super familiar or even comfortable. And yet I know we see it all throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. incredibly biblical mm-hmm. um, and just that marking God asked his people to mark so many things and so would you say just kind of the essence of the, of ritual for an evangelical crowd would be that just it's a marking and a remembering mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you look at Jesus's ministry, there's just so many ways that he is marking um, a scene, like whether it's um, the blind man and, and Jesus using his spit and dirt and, and mixing it and then putting it on the blind man's eyes. Like there's something of like this physical need to mark so that we know like, um, like what we're, what story we're a part of right now. Um, and, and, and sometimes that marking is disruptive. I mean, he told that the blind man to go into the holy waters at a, at a untraditional time, you know, not just kind of go into the waters, um, and break the rule of, of the protocol. Um, and yet there's something about like healing is for us. Jesus wants healing for us, regardless of rules, regardless of certain protocols. And, and so how can we allow for that disruption, um, to, show us like how much God, you know, loves us and wants to be for us. Um, and so sometimes it does require, um, I think that kind of disruption, um, or, um, or a shift and and a marking on our bodies that says, yes, this is, even though I look absurd, I have mud on my face. Um, there's something of the spirit of God that's wanting to break into our lives and surprise us, I think with, with the healing and, and, um, so that, that feels like part of, you know, what I've seen throughout, throughout scripture. I mean, there's so many other stories, like whether you look, look at Ezekiel and the way that he would mark his body as a way of trying to remind Israel, like, remember, like where you come from, you know, remember who you are and, and look what you've done with your, with your lives. Um, so there is something about when we let our bodies undergo, <clears throat> um, like what's happening to us and, and to give expression to it that I think. I think something, I think something transforms. I think something breaks in that we really need, um, which is, you know, part of what I, what I hope for this time, Mm. um, some of that space. So, well, let's, let's get going then. Let's start off. Um, so ministry leaders, I hope this is encouraging for you. Heather, what would you, what would you lead them through? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, um, to grab, uh, a little bit of dirt and if you have happen to have some ash uh, grab some ash and again it doesn't have to be ash it can be cinnamon in your cupboard um, and if you don't have dirt you can you know grab something else just to be able to kind of mark yourself more visibly and then also grab some oil so it can be I have frankincense but if you don't have frankincense it could be olive oil it could be um, uh, shaving cream. I mean, just anything that kind of has a scent to it and that you can mark yourself. Uh, and before I begin, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray over, over all of us, uh, as we, as we move into this. Emmanuel, God, who is with us, who is for us, who is ahead of us and behind us and on both of our sides. We need you in these moments where we are thin, when we don't have certainty, and when our lives are feeling like <sighs> heavy and, and, and troubling at times. God, I, I ask that you would come and, and make space for these people, make space for their minds, hearts, and bodies that they would be able to give expression to what they're undergoing, um, that they would 
take a risk and and saying more declarative declaratively like i am i am i am hurting uh, i am feeling powerless i need something to break into my life right now um, so jesus thank you for being a disruptor um, on, on for the sake of our lives being healed and transformed um, so we ask for your spirit to be a part of this we ask that your spirit can move through um, boundaries uh, and internet and um, all the places that we're located uh, thank you for being a god of wonder uh, and a god that who is who is in the dirt with us in jesus name amen amen so I know that many of you are feeling um, some of maybe the powerlessness of being a leader during this crisis. And with that, there is a, a great deal of lament. Uh, and I would say we're, so many of us don't know how to do lament. Uh, so many of us feel like we have to contain our tears or only allow our tears so much time and yet there's something of being um, being called to give more expression not that we're going to be swallowed up by our grief or by our lament but that there is something about letting it wash over us um, that I think can help renew us and so if you're able to take the ash um, mark a little bit on your finger get some on your on your finger and I want you to just take a moment and close your eyes and, and think about um, where do you hold your lament? Where does it kind of register in your body? And so it could be that it, 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 it fills your chest. It could be that you feel it on your forehead. Um, or it could be uh, a place on your mouth where you release those, those cries. Um, but just consider on your body, where is it that, that lament shows up? Uh, and then I want you to be able to mark with the ash um, on that place. And again, being ridiculous, I think, is important. <laughs> being looking a little foolish is something that I think allows us to enter into a space that isn't so much about making mis like not making mistakes or, or doing it right, but more so of like how to be really honest, um, how to be really, um, yeah, really honest with, with where you're at. So give expression to that. So I'm going to be marking area on my chest that holds and the places around my eyes where my eyes become very tender and, um, and hold a lot of my tears. So mark yourself. And take in your hands. How many times have you held your face in the midst of this, or if at all? There's something about kind touch that is so needed in the midst of what we're undergoing. And as you become maybe a little bit more attuned to some of the grief that you're holding. 
I want you to ask yourself, can I let myself feel a little bit more? And if not, maybe just be curious about how come. Because the reality is you're holding so many, so many lives in your hands and in your minds. And you're receiving story after story of um, crisis and impacts of, of what's happening. So will you let yourself, will you let your tears or will you give expression with language? Like how much you've been holding. And if it feels possible to ask the Spirit of God to show you what, what do you need in the midst of your grief? So give yourself a moment to ask that question. What do you need? Now, as we have a bit of language, maybe a bit of insight into our grief, I want you to take the the dirt Dirt signifies so many different things. It's a symbol of life. It's a symbol of death. It's a symbol of new life. It's the ground we step on, the ground that holds us. And so I want this dirt um, to be a symbol for you. And it can be a symbol that changes. It doesn't have to be what I say. But at least for the entry point, the symbol of all the stories, all the, the, the places um, in your life, and particular, particularly in your more formative years where you have felt powerless or felt some, some semblance of futility. And I'm not asking you to go into really heavy, heavy stories um, unless you feel like you have the good care around you to support you in that, but maybe more stories that um, that, you know, if a scale between one and 10, like a five, so a place where you have felt powerless or, or some semblance of futility. And in that, I want you to be able to picture your face as a kid. And are you able to behold that, that face who is struggling 
and needing guidance or support or rescue. And if not, again, a place of curiosity, what is it that keeps you from being able to behold that face? Because that's important for you to note. Don't feel pressured to need to do anything about it, but it's important that we can move into these places and really behold our, our face as an eight-year-old or 10-year-old or, or a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. The reality is that all of these stories that you hold from, from your past are crashing into this moment um, in, in your ability to discern how do I lead um, and, and what do I do with my powerlessness. So some of us might feel like we have to power up or we have to, um, or we begin to collapse and feel helpless in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Others, we begin to disconnect or, or dissociate because it feels too much. So this helps us understand a little bit into what it was like for you as a kid. And what was the, the protocol, the experience of, of feeling powerless. And so I want you to take the dirt and this dirt is a way of, again, of marking yourself, marking yourself, uh, making visible to yourself, to those around you, to God. Like, this matters. These stories that I carry in my heart and soul and body matter. And they are informing how I am today. Um, And can you begin to take in that kid's face? And then even to ask, again, as you mark, I want you to be able to mark with the dirt on the place that you feel is relevant to the story that's coming up for you from your past. So whether it's your eyes, whether it's your hands, um, whether it's your mouth, uh, for me, it's my eyes because I felt so much pressure to be able to see and know what's going on and yet constantly feeling confused. Um, and so then pressing harder into how do I see? How do I see more? Can I understand what's going on? So mark the place that feels appropriate for you. Make visible what you carry. And then I want you to ask the same question as before. Ask the Spirit of God to show you what do you need? What did you need in that moment as a kid? Feeling powerless, feeling um, maybe even grief-stricken, but what what did you need? Take a moment and ask. There's a there's a, a, a ethic that I know Chris and Beth are familiar with and probably even speak to 
but just the fact that we can't take ourselves further than we where we've gone and there's something about like the care that you can provide for those around you won't be as rich and as robust and as full um, unless until you're able to care for yourselves in a robust way and so there's something of like will you give yourself that space um, to care and to tend to where you feel thin, where you feel emptied, where you feel powerless. And we we give yourself language and maybe a little bit more space to give expression to that. My hands are dirty. <laughs> it's good. The last thing that I want to do is take the oil, shaving cream, the um, olive oil, whatever you have, and I want you to put some in your hands. And we're in a moment in time where I think it's, it's this, almost this opportunity to, to be able to see and ask, like, what is it that I'm meant to create here for people, for myself, for my family, um, but certainly for the people around me? I was telling Beth that there's, there's this priest who asked his parish community to send photos of themselves, and he printed out all the photos and propped them up along each pew. And so you look into the, into the, the church, and it's just all these sweet faces on photos, and you see him praying over each face. And so I think I just wonder for you, as you're tending to these places in your own life, in your own heart, as you're giving expression to your lament, what could break in that might need to happen first for yourself, but then also for the ones that you're caring for? Like where, where do you need creativity to um, kind of help facilitate this next phase of being in this really difficult time? Um, and so the anointing, has to do with will you will you trust in the goodness um, of your life, the goodness of your hands, you mark your hands, the goodness of your heart. God has entrusted these people in your life. Will you trust and anoint your mind as it wades through all the different ways, all the different needs that are at hand. Will you anoint your eyes and the goodness that they bring through their sight? And your mouth and the words that you speak. in your ears, in the ways that you listen. God has given us this body that bears his image. And I think I just want to continue to invite you, even on a daily practice of, will you anoint yourself as you move into the day? Will you bless this body in your mind and your heart and soul that has so much desire to care well for those around you? But will you first begin with yourself? 
Will you allow the stories that you hold to have, have space where your tears, um, will you allow yourself to have uh, space for your tears to, to be expressed if, if need be, or the moans or the anger that you might be feeling. Um, and so with your um, ashed, dirty hands and faces and maybe other parts of your body, um, I'm just going to close in a, in a blessing for you. Thank you for joining me. God, I, again, I'm so grateful that you are a God that is with us. You are a God that knows how to be in the dirt, how to be in the ash, how to ask the hard question of, um, where are you? Um, thank you for showing us that we can be, uh, we can descend into difficult places because there's something that I think you want to show us, uh, the ways that you break in and you say, come with me, follow me, have a way out. Um, so I pray, God, that these people um, that you've entrusted ministries and, and lives with, that they, that they would find um, agency and tenderness towards um, their life and, and, and what, they're, what they're up to, the, the goodness that they're bringing into the world. Um, Spirit, I pray that you draw near, that you would tend to them, that you would allow them to receive from you and from those around you as hard as it might be and as ludicrous as that might be. But God, I think that um, there's something really important about how as leaders do we receive so that we can move forward um, in health and in um, truth. Pray a blessing over each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I feel ministered to you. Cared for and a little bit more contained myself. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome.